Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Dial in from anywhere in the world to rather out of the ordinary um, Saturday, but very, very grateful to be here. Um, and thank you again for having me. Gosh, it's, I think I have a really has a good laugh because when I first walked in, like over 10 something years ago now, a little over 10, I looked at eight and I ran for the door. I really wanted to just run for the door because it was like, I didn't even know these words, but I, I didn't know the feelings associated with guilt and judgment and any of this or any of that. But literally the things that I see now after working it, I wanted to run out because I really couldn't even put the words to say that I, I thought so little of myself to, to say the least. I mean, I really just the crap and, and just, you know, insanity and just, I was always going to be wrong and I was always bad. And if somebody ever like had any kind of a bad day, it was like my fault. And if it wasn't the sex center side of me would make it my fault. That's for sure. That is absolutely for sure. I'd make it my fault. Um, and so it's so interesting that um, the gift to speak on this today, because it is making a list of the living amends. And I'm like part of it because the fact that I'm here in this like imperfect way is living proof for me of thank you, higher power of somehow taking the action to live on the power of my understanding, you know, um, briefly to qualify it, it was 10 years back in June. And I came in like maybe six months before and walked into a meeting like Pluto to me. I mean, I really never knew anything about addiction. never knew anything about steps. I never knew anything about this disease, really. And forget the recovery, but I just didn't know about it, period. And something inside of me just said, come back. And all of a sudden, one time when I did, like months later, the tears just wouldn't stop and it was like I was home. And in a way that was probably the beginning of Saturday or actually the beginning of surrender because even though nothing made sense, I was willing to take the action to the amends to the self that I deserve to be free from all of this. And, you know, I feel like the steps go in order because I really, really do. I'm constantly working them. I just finished another step three and started today the fourth, which was... It's always fun to go through and do, uh, to say the least, but it does take courage. And the more I do it consciously, the more I do it in order, the more I do it in that understanding of how it, you know, it's suggested. Listen, they go in order. So it was like somebody said, it doesn't exist right now. Okay. Nine doesn't exist right. Four doesn't, you're on one. It's like now having looked at three, it's, it says it's like the fundamental principle. So nowhere does the one of my understanding say that I am always bad and I deserve to suffer. Nowhere in there. And it starts to put some practicality to that emotional behavior, which caused 
the outer proportions, at least for me, which clogs the outer proportions for sure. And it starts to put some some perspective on there because all of a sudden now, it's like where I'm not supposed to suffer. If there's something that needs to be cleaned up, let's look at it and do it. But it's not supposed to be like I'm so bad. And most of, and really what I've come to see is these are all just human experiences. And I'm really grateful for having done that because it truly takes like courage to see these are just human experiences that I go through all the time. And so does everybody else. And in a way, the big fear of doing this stuff was exactly the solution to it. I mean, in the process of learning to forgive, I was actually getting secure in the crazy defect of my own self, which was the critic that I saw in others. I was, you know, it's like that's the reflection upon self. And I really started to see, listen, this is good. This is beyond good. A willingness to show up past perfect or imperfect. That's it. And those words really don't belong to me. They're they're in the grips of a higher power. And that to me, even though today was kind of so crazy and out of the ordinary, and I planned it as best as I could. And it did from early morning setting an alarm earlier than I would on a Saturday and it just the first thing didn't even go off it was like canceled and it was this and it was that but I showed up to the next commitment and somebody asked and you guys help me see you know show up no matter what show up in service I showed up in service to an alumni board it was like again living in amends to myself living the amends we are and I even shared just like I would with you to them which was you know, I've learned in the past that they were like, what's what's a trait that you would like to say? Would, and it took courage to actually look at a good trait. And I said, show up no matter what. Show up to the best of my ability no matter what. And I learned that by living that amends with you all from the beginning of abstinence is not about perfection of my ideas because I could never get a day. I will I have a compulsion to a critic and I will always be wrong and I will always be bad and it will just not be right enough. Hey, Gadeen, I'm sorry to interrupt. You're, you got a little background noise. Is it possible to step into a quieter area? It's hard to hear oh you. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, let me let me try and step into another area over here. And so I kind of learned that... You know, there is definitely so much more to life than my idea of making it absolutely perfect and making it absolutely right and making it absolutely the way that I think it should be. Because I just can't win in that world. I can't win it all in that world. I don't want to win it all in that world. And it's never going to be good enough, you know? It's never going to be good enough. And so... With all of that said, we'll give her a minute to come back.
And so it was like when I took this step, it was again, thank goodness for working with others because it was truly like the ability of having to let's. step from the beginning is like where's the love that's the love the intention of the love and most of the time it's just like learning to do living amends to be better to do things better and to you know be the best I can in every situation by the way is this a lot better can you hear me better no now you're cutting in and out unfortunately oh goodness um so I'll try to, how's this? Can you hear me better now? Yeah, you're good now. Okay. I'm going to try and just stand still and hopefully this will work. <laughs> and so the, the absolute truth to what I've learned in eight more than anything is love. Find the love. Where's the love? The the wrong was never out of the intention of doing wrong, not to self, not to others. I might not be perfect, but again, seven, as the beautiful speaker said before, you know, at least from my understanding was about let that defect go. There's no compare, there's no despair. There's only about a love and, you know, working, working it with another, working it with, someone who's loving and has gone through it before me and said what's the wrong where's the wrong tell me the wrong and then we can work on whether or not there should be an amends but there's no wrong involved here so you might feel like you know bad about a situation but most of them are just learning experiences and so you know that's like the biggest thing I got from it I I hope that something came across from the past 10 plus minutes that I was speaking. But, you know, in, in my experience, when I first started, I wanted to run from this because of the ideas of guilt and judgment and just looking at that stuff. And I was like, reminded, I'm not on that stuff. It's not my stuff. The stuff that I'm on is the thing that's in front of me, which is this action here. And when I clear my head of all the emotions and all the judgments, and I can just go through this action with the best possible loving intention that I have. And with that, I think, is that my time as well? You have uh, 14 minutes left. Wow. Oh, there's a lot more here. Um, so let's see. Um, you know, just going through it, I didn't realize it, but at the time, I absolutely was creating a living immense experience because in the steps before and in the, from day one, the thing that stopped me from wanting to put myself in the food was literally what's behind it. And what was behind it was a desire to live, a desire to live action a desire to actually say what do I want to do and have the courage to show up for it and I didn't know what that was I really did not know what that was 
and I didn't realize it, but the more I started to do it, because it was either going to be fear or it was either going to be hate. And I have done all the different aspects of this disease on the food. I've done the restrictions, I've done the, the laxatives, I've done, I mean, even not with intention, but just the idea of doing it, definitely doing it, you know, and it was just crazy. It was just crazy. And I did not want to go back to that small-minded world. So perfect or not, here it was going to be. And the more I grew in being able to take those actions, like whether it was going for a walk in the park in the middle of the day and having a picnic by myself in an abstinent way, that was something that was of a miracle because I was willing to do it. And I wasn't willing to cross the street on my own because of so much fear. So it was like living the amends again, came down to love. Making a list was just about making a list of love in a way. And what is the love going to bring me to do today? It's trying to be a service in the best possible way, but not self-sacrificing myself and just show up in the best possible way possible. And just, you know, even when things aren't exactly aligned in the way that I would say, say it's better. At least trust that God knows better than I do and keep moving forward and keep living forward and keep keep trudging because sometimes the biggest courage the biggest fearlessness is finding courage past my idea of the ease of always being bad it's really hard to find good it's really hard to find the love it's really hard to find the positive sometimes within myself but if I looked at everything as a way of God, then I need to ask God, please bless me with that forgiveness to myself and to others. And that's that love that helped me forgive the others on that resentment and actually just do my part. And I remember when there was somebody on this list that I just didn't know how I would ever get over. And it was truly like, what can I say? It was truly like wanting to be, wanting to be so free, wanting to be absolutely free for myself and purposely making that extra effort to be of service to this other person. And I truly, truly, truly got so, so, so grateful to be able to do that. And when he passed, it was like, the house was so clean and it was a celebration of his life and as painful as that pain was and I never thought I could get over it was a blink of an eye considering everything going forward it was the blink of an eye Ten minutes left. And so much celebration of life and I think with that I'm just going to say Thank you again for having me. I hope it helps somebody in some way, shape, and form. And if you are anything related to what I had of wanting to run from this because of eight, just know from somebody who's done those steps again and picked up four again this morning. And it's just like all of this is information and nothing exists other than the one that's in front of me. And that's just here and now. So thank you again.